1: Welcome to the best of the Christmas show with Joel and Fletch. And, Brian, where do you want to start things? Merry well, Christmas, young fella.
2: Well, thank you very much. Thank you for my uh, present, too. Undies and socks, well, <laughs> yeah. well thought of. Well, let's start at Monday. What happens on Monday other than A-grades? We go and speak to our favourites. Sats, Badge, and Woogie. It is my highlight of the week.
3: There <laughs> are oh, so no articles
2: this week. Uh, <laughs> we're going straight to the audio. Sugar oh. asked me what did I think of the French resting a few players. Well, Woogie. Had his take on it, and he came up with this beauty. <laughs> I'm not eating French onion dick dip. He <laughs> <laughs> can do s- what sorry, you want. Sorry, 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 sorry. Play that again, please, uh, Marco. I'm not eating French onion dick dip.
1: One more, please, Marco. One more.
2: I'm not eating French onion dick dip. One I can understand why you wouldn't do that. <laughs> oh but so funny. Woogie, we Freudian slip? I think Yeah. No. yeah. Oh, oh, I was just getting carried away at the, the dogs, the greyhounds yeah,
4: on, yeah, right on Thursday night. Because so, he wanted to protest. He wanted to protest yeah, yeah. everything French. Yeah. I mean everything French. I said yeah, no so, croissants. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh so funny. So you were you Woogie, you were <laughs> upset. You were upset. <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs>
3: Right. I just had a French onion dip. That's really me Straight to the delicacies. Oh,
2: oh. Hang on, he's, he's leaving now. See you, Henry. <laughs> <So>.
3: <laughs> 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 oh, no. So, oh, <laughs> was he... Oh. <laughs> Woogie,
2: were you yes, upset mate. because... Yeah. Oh. You knew that we needed, we needed to win against Emma. Is that what you? Were, that's what you were upset about. I, re- I, I thought the French had done everything to to knock us out of the World uh, Cup. Yeah, right? yeah. that's that was mine. Like, yeah, that was yeah, your you take go. on it. Yeah. And what else, have you done? Anything else? Have you have oh, you yeah. given up French kissing this week? <laughs> I, geez, I can't remember the last time. Mrs. and I kissed. Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah, that one's gone. What else? I, did, I gave up croissants this weekend. Good. And watching any Gerard Jipper Do, Yes. So I've stopped watching SBS yeah. movies. Yeah. What well, about your favourite, <laughs> Philo Fish? <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's French.
4: Oh god. Oh, okay. so good. I knew that'd come back. Are yeah. <laughs> hey, you going to blame Jack? Jack's the one that got that audio. He's about. a jerk. Yeah.
2: <laughs> now, we like Jack. Yeah, we love Jack. Mm. Well done, oh, Jackie boy. Geez. What
4: else, boys? What else you Hey, what do you us? make of the... Um, so, Thai temple left without any monks after they all failed drug tests. Four no. monks, including the, the, uh, the head of the monastery, yep. were forced to leave the manhood, or the monkhood, sorry. <laughs> <name. laughs> <Man>. Hang <What laughs> on. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> after no. the, urine, the urine test showed evidence of illegal drugs. Yeah, on the meth. reported to be meth. Yeah. yeah. The monks what? on the meth.
2: Monks What's going on, on Meth. Up in those temples. It's not Man of Match anymore. Monks mm. on Meth. Well, this yeah. is what happened on a current affair when my favorite monk was caught at Sexy Land. Remember <laughs> Sexy Land was yeah. like an adult sex shop? Yeah. My, my yeah, favorite yeah. two episodes Kamal yeah. and Sexy Monk. <laughs> that right? That's what it was called. Current oh. affair. But I think, yeah, so maybe they've just realized that the monks, because you know, you can't talk mm. and you've got to just go into this hectic meditation. They're probably just yep. thinking, well, we've done all this. Let's. It's going out and get on the gravel. Yeah. Just all ripped off their heads. Yeah, yeah. by the sounds mm. of it. Have
1: you ever misread a situation and gone in for the kiss? Badge, I and have. You shouldn't have. I have. Yeah. I was hosting a West Tigers um, <laughs> uh, dinner one day. <laughs> and Marou- Tim
2: Sheens was there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Mate,
2: well, Sats,
3: you'll know this. They can drag he a crowd. He doesn't kiss on his birthday. <laughs> they can there drag a
1: crowd, those tigers. There'd be 1,200 people at La Montage, right? La Montage, yeah. La,
4: Montage. Yeah. La Montage.
1: They can drag a crowd tigers, I will say that. And Marina Go, the then chairwoman of the, of the West Tigers. Oh, you didn't, she's, go, you didn't I've, go there, did you? Well, she's, I've introduced Marina and I've introduced her to the stage. Oh, no. And I'm well down the pitch with a kiss on the cheek, right? I'm, I'm like <laughs> in front of the 1,200 people. I'm I'm perched my lips and I'm going right in, to which point, and there's, I'm getting run out if I turn back. So she's just plopped the hands, couldn't be straighter. Oh,
2: Bang. Very good, a handshake. Yep. Did anyone because pick it air. up? Did anyone pick up from the crowd? Well,
1: I, it was that obvious I had to address the team and say, <laughs> yes. uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is what just happened. I've <laughs> gone into the, the, the Gregory Peck, and Marina's clearly made it you know, very, very uh, <laughs> clear that we are handshaking only. Yeah. So I have been was caught.
2: This, was this around COVID times?
1: No, before COVID. Oh, mm. no excuse.
2: <laughs> but, but we need a rule on this.
1: Albo needs to come and set the rules because all these people are running out there, whether to overbear, underbear, underhug, whatever the case may be. We don't know. What to bloody do, Brian? Well, the,
2: you you should read the room in the sense you never. Do you know this woman? What about. Okay, what about. Have you it? met this woman before?
1: Marina uh, Go. Uh, Lou, uh, no. I don't know her so well. That's a no. That's a yeah. handshake. That's a no. A handshake. Okay, a handshake. okay yeah, what about this scenario yeah. then? Right? An so answer. so you go somewhere, and this happened on the weekend, and there'll be two ladies there, right?
4: Yeah.
1: And you know one very well, and you don't know the other one so well. Do you go in for the kiss for one of them, you just no. do the hide of the other no, one? No, you gotta no, you got to keep it all sweet. Package deal. Yeah, yeah. Right.
0: Well, I did it to our kissed
1: boss.
4: Kiss to the Sam. friend, handshake to the
2: unknown uh, boss. I did it to our boss, Sam. She wanted to hug, and I went, <laughs> I kissed her. Oh, that oh, was oh, no, a typical alert. Can I give you this scenario? <laughs> yeah.
1: What about, I, I grew up, when we grew up with you know lots of friends, we have still got good friends. We actually used to, guys and girls, you meet, you'd see, and you'd kiss on the lips. We, oh. we don't do it anymore. But there's still a few lips kisses left, a couple of
2: I've got girls one. that I know. So
1: how teams. do you get around it? Because you, <laughs> you go to kiss them on the cheek and then they just. Kiss sort your friends of keep, on the They lips. keep lining you yep. up and they go wham straight on the lips.
2: Yeah, I've been it's, And it's a bit
4: weird Can now. Can we focus in on that a little <laughs> bit longer? <laughs> <than you? laughs> it's weird. It, no, but it was That's just so the done much. thing.
2: Yeah, Badge. <laughs> have you, you got Bage, one of those? Badge. There's have so you so been finding that these ladies have been kissing you? Since the Mo was off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Fair point. Good yeah, point you make, Brian. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, it could be time for this. <laughs> now, I get a lot of people asking me in the street and on social media, is the Wear But Queensland articles fed income? Yeah. And I say, look, to be brutally honest, <laughs> sometimes I might fudge the <laughs> yeah. suburb. This no. this today yeah. is definitely not fudge. This right. is 100%. Another one, Gibbo?
4: Is this an enduro-pilling?
2: <laughs> <laughs> or tugging? <laughs> tuggin. It might be the second one. Okay, here we go. A mum says she was disgusted to walk in on a wild teen orgy mm. while shopping at a Westfield shopping centre. Ashton Groen said she was at Westfield North Lakes in Brisbane on Sunday at around 1.30pm when she stumbled across a group of teenagers engaging in group sex in a parent's room. She was with her two-year-old daughter at the time. I walked in on what can only be described as some weird orgy. Four teenagers having sex on the bench near the microwave and then they moved into one of the breastfeeding cubicles. Miss Groen said the teens were making a great deal of noise and swearing and there was a lot of sweat. I didn't feel com- I didn't feel comfortable saying anything to them as there were four of them and only me and my daughter. I threw my daughter half-dressed and the contents of my change bag into our trolley and left. I honestly will never be using that parents' room without someone else with me. She reportedly she reported to the staff, but they were indifferent about the orgy and giggled when she reported it. So this is legit. What goes on in Queensland, you filthy animals? Now, let's change tack, boys. Yeah, uh, tack get, to change. Get, get this into you, you two Queenslanders. <laughs> Scientists <laughs> say they've discovered the ideal hangover cure. Hello. Get this into you. Apparently, and I'm going to come up with a drink. Yep. This is, this is my future out of here. Apparently, <laughs> the real choice for a sore head is a special drink made from coconut water, lime, and pear, mm-hmm. and you've got to follow that with a meal, Oh, a small meal of cheese tomatoes and cucumber wow. oh
3: so don't the cheese
2: yeah so that that's all this this vital research was performed by a team at the Institute of Chemical Technology in Mumbai India back in 2019 a team uh, led by Dr Shraddha found the combination of food and drink gives you a good chance of lessening your hangover quickly what it does it gets into your your liver
3: mm. and perform
2: ah. yeah so the consumption of it coffee no good he says, hey one... Fletch, sorry. I love
1: the coffee. I oh, know you. Sorry, you, you love you love going overseas in Indonesia. Do you mm. do the coconut water? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah, cold the cold coconut? Yeah, water. it's got to be good. Can you have it's heaps yeah, of it, little... or does it just get a little bit too rich for you over time? No, just one have day. it.
2: Yeah, one day. Yeah, and you know what? That makes sense because Jimmy Smith's got the coconut water. Yeah, and every time I I listen to him, yeah, I he promotes it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, <God>. yeah. <laughs> the
1: last time I saw Sats were at the famous venue, which is uh, Ackles Stadium. The yeah. Dylan Edwards tackle happens right in front of him. By the end of the game, journos are banging on the door, wanting to come in and interview Satch. And at that point, mm. you realise how big a deal it was. But, Satch, during the game, and we were sort of commentating this particular event... At the southern end. Meanwhile, the game's on at the northern end. This player this person comes onto the field. Oh yeah! And, and mate, I'm overseas, and I learned that
4: it's Mark McLinden. I know. And I, th- I was a little bit disappointed in Mark McLinden because he was a very hard player to tackle. But the security caught him quite easily that mm. night. I thought he might have had some um, some skills soon. But what about the bike, the bike lock around his neck? And he was hoping to.
2: Basically, it lock up. it in. Are the, we uh, sure? And now, you, you were commentators as well. It? They were very hard to tell apart. Are we sure it wasn't Andrew McFadden? Because sometimes it was, like, they were Mac Attack. You know, they were the Supermax. Imagine if they both went on.
4: <laughs> he lives up in Mullumbimby or something now. I think. Yeah, doesn't I think he's he? Mark Linden. Sats, Free can order? you
1: just imagine the story? Oh. Had he uh, had he been successful in? Putting himself to the post, Chaining game up. has to stop. No, cameras not in, play on, and they go. That's bloody Mark McLynn. Could you imagine we just played on?
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: so Cleary moves in, McLean just- tied to the bottom of the post. Yeah, <laughs> just yell it he out. just
4: becomes the, the upright pad. Could yeah. you yeah. imagine put that? The though? pad over yeah. him. Just put the pad yeah. over him. But how, how <laughs>
1: close was it to have been a massive story? Oh. That, that didn't come out till heaps later. No. But he had it around
2: hard. his neck. Yeah. Yeah. You'd need a lot of time to be able to undo it and then connect yourself around it.
4: Yep. And then if you come out the you in and statement wrong, you're about it? trouble then.
2: Yeah, he came out and said, he goes, I had a bike chain around him, a uh, bike lock around my neck. My mm. goal was to rip the pad off, which he ripped the pad off. Yeah. Because he needed the bare post because it, the chain wasn't big enough. It's so bizarre. but it, oh, it's, it's so bizarre. <laughs> I just love that, though. But he's hey, gone to the
1: it, football. we are all gone there to watch this dynasty, which could be the Penrith Panthers, and, and he knows himself. He has gone there, probably purchased his tickets at the southern end to get that position <laughs> yeah. to do this. And he had
4: boots on, too. He had footy <laughs> boots yeah. on.
3: Yeah. And how, if, if any of
4: your teammates, both of your former teammates, at wherever you played, if there was one player that you would think it wouldn't surprise you if you're watching the footy one day and they've done a they've a pitch invader. Who would it be? Nathan oh.
2: Nathan Wood, but not for that not for any political reasons, it's just because yeah, he, he just He's does it. <laughs> just, yeah. just to annoy people.
4: He's the best. He's the world's yeah. best. What about you,
1: Shorty? Uh, good afternoon to you, Hass Sailor.
4: <laughs> really?
1: Has oh, a sailor? Oh, if someone dared him, I reckon he would for sure. Uh,
4: mine's Chris <laughs> Spider Hicks. Remember Hicksie? Yeah. Oh Hicksie. Every day of the week. Hicksie would, digam. yeah. Yep. Well, what, for
1: yeah. political reasons or just – No,
4: no, no, just get him full as a boot and just yeah. say, you won't do it.
1: And he would, yeah. 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 We've all got that, mate, haven't we? <laughs> we've all got that, mate. We've all got a tight ass. We've all got We've all got the same mates, I reckon. The mate, same... Nathan
4: Wood, Nathan Wood, every club he has gone to, you speak to every player from those clubs and go, biggest pain in the ass, biggest practical joker. Every one of them has a Nathan Wood story. Mm. There.
2: Yeah. I, I don't know if I've told you this story, but I probably have because I I've, I've repeat a lot of stuff. You, you know when he hid in well, Ivins, the Clearies, yeah, and, yeah. and Nathan literally yeah. had to go and get counselling. No, Did he, he fall asleep? No, and that was just hiding in the in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> he broke into the Clearies' house in New Zealand. Yeah. climbed into the the uh, walk-in wardrobe waiting for Ivan or Beck to open it, and he'd come out with a mask on, scared. Nathan, as a four-year-old, yeah. waddling along, heard some ruckus open the door, and Woody jumped out. Yeah. Ah, and a pair of bunch smugglers and a mask. And Nathan ran off. Uh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so yes. good. Oh, that That's is good. so good. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. How are you? Going good. Going. Hey, Sats. Yeah. Uh, Woogie, how are you? Uh, Sats, I would missed you with the uh, old boys, Roosters old boys.
4: Yeah, I know. I just couldn't get there. I had to, I had to. Um, I think I had to pull my own fingernails out <laughs> instead of being What? There. Hang on. Um,
2: How many games did you play for the Chooks?
4: Uh, two, I think. Yeah, mate. we yeah. you, you. any two games it was.
2: I two. tell you who was there: the great uh, Terry Regan, and he was talking about you know the you know the infamous oh, yeah uh, <laughs> drink driving yeah. and. Yeah. So for our listeners, I'll give you a quick one. So him and Sam Bakker were drinking and – What a duo. And they were driving in the middle of – I think they were heading to Woden. And they're driving along and they see a booze bus up front. Now, this is in the 80s. Yeah. A bit looser times. And so Sam goes, turn down here, turn down the corner. So (laughs) Riggs turns down the corner. And they happened just to have a mower on the back of their car, the back of the ute. And so they just pulled over. And they saw a, a lawn that needed cutting, so they jump out and they just start because they saw the patrol car come down yeah. after them. Patrol car saw them do a shifty left, so they they were wondering what they were doing. And there they are, Riggs and Sam backyard just mowing the lawn. And out the bloke of the house comes out and goes, "What are you doing?" And um, Terry Riggs goes, "Oh, this coppers down the end there, and uh, we just thought, you know, we've been drinking, so we just thought we just we're gonna." Do your lawn. And he was actually the detective sergeant. And he and he, go, and he goes, well, while you're at it, go out the back and do the back. So they, he did the back. But then he was telling me the story that they were mowing and the grass was so high that Sammy Backer was just getting into it. And the owner of the house didn't tell him, but there was a pool, a, a little um, pond, fish pond. And they were all like um, those carp. In the, oh yeah. And yeah. Semi Backo was hitting, what's what's she kept hitting the brick. Anyway, all of a sudden, <laughs> clears it, and it's just all chopped up, carved going oh, everywhere. No, no. <laughs> well, um,
4: Badge loves he loves telling Terry Reagan and um Backo stories. I remember the one who was wearing a headgear and they said it was a TV game when TV games started becoming a lot more common. He used to wear headgear Terry Reagan. Mad he was crazy. And then when they told him it was a TV game, he went and got the strapping scissors. You know, to cut your sh- strapping tape off. And he started cutting all the loose bits of hair that were coming through his headgear. So when he took it off at the end of the game, it looked like a checkerboard, his head.
1: Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch, the Christmas show edition. Now, Brian, mm. it is a time of the year where you love to
2: love. I love to love every year, all parts of the year. And I also love when the fax machine goes off and we get dear Jared. And sometimes it interrupts me. Uh, usually it is when the coal miner is on air. Uh-oh. Facts is back, boys. Facts is back. Been fixed. Been fixed. Lockheed's sort of fixed it. I'm sort of looking forward to these. You know how I was, I was a little bit against him? Against him. I don't want to talk about this sort of stuff, but guess what? You're on board. Dear Jared. I don't know what's worse. No, my husband secretly went to a seedy... Massage parlour or him creeping around trying to make it up to me. As soon as I discovered his filthy secret, our 25-year marriage was over. We are both 49 and have two adult sons. I always believed we had a strong marriage. My husband comes over as a good man with high morals who detests cheating. Mm. But one day I was sorting through the washing. I found a card in his trouser pocket from a massage parlour. Well known locally. Mm for masseuse who are just sex workers. I confronted him and he denied it at first, but I wouldn't let it go and he finally admitted having naked massages, you bastard. (laughs) He says it was just once or twice and he didn't have proper sex, so it isn't cheating, but I don't believe him. I insisted on putting the house up for sale because of financial pressures. Neither of us can afford to move out, so we couldn't do it. My husband keeps cooking me dinner. Is keeping the house immaculate and even leaving post it notes with I love you around. <laughs> all the things I all the things he knows I wanted before. Mm. But rather than soften me up, it just makes me angry and frustrated. Dear Jared, has this ever happened to you? Oh dear. God. What do you do? You gotta give him one more chance. Gotta As give him said, one more chance. Yeah, he didn't have proper sex. Mm. Zero porking, play on. <laughs> Get some pork on your fork. <laughs> He's done
1: <laughs> on. Ah, oh, there you go. Six to go play on, says referee Fletcher. Uh one three hundred O, one eleven seventy. What do you think, uh dear Jared? NRL's free to play game, pick 'em is back. Just pick the winning margin from four selected matches to win a share of the one hundred gram weekly prize head to nrl.com forward slash pick them now. And the coal miner, who's nice and relaxed because he had to rush off to an appointment today, which was a uh gym session at twelve o'clock, followed yep. by a one PM massage. And he's here, uh Shawnee. How are you, mate?
4: Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, give Jimmy Smith another chance, I say. We know At least he's cooking dinner. I've seen him on the barbecue I've seen those videos. He can cook a main steak. So yes. give Jimmy a
2: second chance. See <laughs> you, But yeah. can we just stop just for one second? Something's okay. come across my desk again. Uh, this, uh, look, Gibbo, play the music. I don't know whether, if it fits into this. Right. So there's a couple who make bespoke porn. That's pornographic right. movies. And the bizarre requests they say yes to. So when you think of kink or fetish, it's most likely uh, you conjures images of leather, whips and chains. In other words, BDSM. Mm. But the spectrum of fetishes is much more than <laughs> spanking and safe words. It's probably things you've never imagined were even remotely sexual, like stamps mm. or swatting flies. This is where Dan and Rhiannon come in. For years, Los Angeles couple and their company, Anatomic Media, have been at the forefront of bespoke porn, which scratches... The itch, traditional porn, can't reach. Basically, if you can think of it, they can make it. And according to their site, no request is too large or weird. Wow. So they've got one here. That there's, so, there's one about these books with stamps and stuff. I, I don't want to get into that because it's making me feel crook. Yeah. This one, though, there's a series we've been doing called the $240 condiment game. Yes. They say, which involves industrial-strength condiments being poured over girls' and boys' heads, beans, ketchup, chilli, mustard, etc. But when the barbecue sauce comes in and starts mixing up with everything, oh yuck! Visibly repulsed at the mere thought of it, it's if struck by a strange kind of PTSD. PTSD. Yeah. They say barbecue sauce is just brutal. It overpowers everything. It really smells. Mm. You have no idea what it smells like. It's like nothing you can imagine. Goodness me, what is this world come to? BP, save me. <laughs> save me. Oh, we've got his own stinger. Let's do this, Gibbo.
0: A sack of bleu. It's time
3: to roll around in the
0: Roland Garras Clay with the doyen of the drop shot, Brett Phillips. Thanks
3: to B Solar. Let the sun pay for your electricity. Visit B.Solar to learn more.
1: Tell you what, the doyen of the drop shot almost dropped the phone, <laughs> I would have thought. <laughs> How are you,
3: Brett?
0: Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm all right. I'm sort of speechless. I mean, is, is it... Are you, going to, are you going to go off course? Is this going to be the leading door by each Yeah. Good
2: idea. Jeez,
1: <laughs> uh, it'd be great. Oh, hang on. Speak your mail. Speak your mail. Oh, we got
2: these birds in here. Oh, it's another Dear Jared. Here, let me just grab this bird. <laughs> <laughs> it's got an accusing claws, I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, here it is. You're right. I was right. Talent. I was right. Sure, off you go. Yeah, get away. Get out. Open that door, Marco. Okay, it's a Dear Jared. Dear Jared, Most people would be devastated to find out their wife had been cheating Not me I've never been so turned on in all my life I'm 46 My wife is 42 We've been together for 17 years I love my wife But I have accepted our sex life was over long ago The same old routine gets boring after a while Two months ago we employed a plumber To help install our new kitchen I think this plumber's name was Dunny But his progress seems slow (laughs) His progress seems slow. I thought he might be one of those dodgy tradesmen taking ages to finish the job to get more money out of me Mm. on the hourly rate Mm, wrought. Cost plus. So last month I bought a spy camera designed to look like a smoke alarm. Very clever. I didn't tell my wife. I didn't want to worry her. One evening after work, I watched the footage back from that day and I couldn't believe my eyes. There was the plumber having sex with my wife on our kitchen counter. But my initial anger turned into overwhelming state of arousal. I found it incredibly hot. To see this man who was clearly bigger than me downstairs pleasuring <laughs> my wife. So rather than confronting her, I'm ashamed to say I kept the footage for my own pleasure. Oh dear. For the next couple of weeks, I enjoyed watching the wife cheat on me again and again with different tradesmen the Tyler, then oh, the Jibrocker, oh, finally the, jib the Landscaper. No. <laughs> but now it's all stopped. Yeah. Our kitchen is finished and so has the affair. Mm. My spy camera hasn't picked up anything for weeks. Mm. I want to tell my wife about my dirty little secret. And encourage her to have more flings, as long as she lets me watch. Ooh. But what if she thinks I'm weird? Maybe I should just bowl it up. This freaky side of me, mm. dear Jared, help needed. <laughs> Apprentice plumber. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> what do we do here? I think he's got to confront her. Yeah.
1: Oh well, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. You know who, mate? Cole Morn is here. How are you, mate?
2: Is it a pigeon? What animal is that that's that's delivering these? A, mm. That's a homing Ooh, pigeon. So a the facts, the facts has been noise. broken, but I don't know. Jared must have. I know Jared's big on um, social media. Yeah, he must be. Yeah, and he tells his uh, clients or his mm. um, yeah their clients, I yeah. suppose, looking for help, yeah. patients. <laughs> yeah, uses his disciples. The what would you do mm. here? What What do you think? I'm thinking well, the, pl- that- the plumber, then the jib rocker, and then the landscaper. I mean, mm. I think that the jib rockers are usually up and about a bit. Well, the poor old Sparky mm. didn't get start – Sparky, nothing If nothing great. else, if nothing else, it sounds like he's got a full Renault done on his house. So
1: yeah. you know, it sounds pretty win-win for me. Any Ron <laughs> from your former life as a plumber? Big bear's head? Nah, nothing any, uh, no, nothing ever happened. of scenarios? No,
2: once when I was an apprentice, a lady came and I thought it was just like that penthouse forum I was reading wow. the next day. But she had <laughs> she had a um a dressing gown on, yes, and she was reaching up to get to unlock the door. Oh, yeah. And she had uh, no Nothing underneath, so oh. uh, 18-year-old Bear Zed got the fright of his life, <laughs> yeah. but nothing ever eventuated. No. She was probably in her mid-50s at the time. Yeah. Bear Zed oh. was a young uh, young kid <laughs> from Bondi, just doing his best. Went in there, and I cleared the drain, oh, unblocked yeah, it yeah. with the electric girl, <laughs> yeah. did a few tap washes, reseated a few taps, mm. a few tap bodies, yeah. and then got paid and walked out. Is that right? And that was the closest thing I came to Penthouse Forum number three. Okay, there you go. Thanks, guys. <laughs> This came across my desk. Gibbo, <laughs> uh, play the... Um... So this is... Now, I'm not um, casting dispers- dispersions on any of our listeners, but we have one doctor who rings up here. And I'm not saying this is this man, but I need to get to the bottom of this. the city hospital is facing a public relations crisis following relevant... Revelations, some of its most respected and renowned male doctors have taken up with young women they met on a popular sugar daddies, sugar babies dating site. Oh. Trio of elite surgeons working at the unnamed large hospital have walked out on their wives, partners and children uh, to play sugar daddies to financially strap young women, some barely out of their teens who are offering sex for favours online. Holy hell. This is getting heavy. <laughs> um, according to One Sugar Daddy's Sugar Babies website, the service targets men wanting to cut out the worst part of most marriages, the commitment, the arguments, the emotional obligations, and leaving all of, and leaving all of the fun. And women seeking the perfect relationship where you'll be taken care of. So these doctors are in the 40s and 50s. This is just smacking of a midlife crisis. Mm. This cannot be good. Um, so this, so Dr. Mark, if you're out there, and <laughs> I'm not saying it's you, but I reckon you know who these three dudes are. So it's three dudes, obviously elite surgeons they're being described as, and they're going on, um, on the flip side of this Gibbo. That's exactly what I was thinking. Ms. Would I'll- you ever go on a sugar baby
3: website yeah,
2: looking probably. for a sugar mummy? Yeah, for a content for the show, I'd, I'd absolutely do it, and I, and I would put everything into it as well. I wouldn't do any. I wouldn't do it by halves. I'd. Well, can I let you in on a little secret? I've got a, yeah. a good friend of mine, and I won't name him. He uh, was working in an industry. Uh, just an. In it was in a um, construction industry. Lost his job and decided to become a gigolo. Ooh,
3: nice. And
2: I was frothing on it. You know, I said, "Mate, what happens?" He goes. Mate, 90% of the time, it was just going out to dinner with uh, lonely women. And they were in their 30s and 40s, and they'd pay They'd pay him good money. He'd have to also become a bit of a driver. This was before Uber, and so he would pick them up after work. Were, a lot of them were in the professional industries, lawyers and, and uh, in the finance game. So it wasn't really like what we're thinking, like –
1: Wham bam thank you man. Yeah, it was actually more... it
2: sounds like a pretty good gig. He was pumped with this. Yeah, then he, he obviously got his wife found out. But um, no, what happened? That then? didn't uh, happen. Yeah, he was single. But uh, have you seen any of that show American Gigolo? Yes, Stan. That's pretty hectic. I mean, looking at that sort of lifestyle, I could really see myself doing that. Yeah, but you'd have to be up all the time. Not what what I mean by that. Away, well, well, yes, but do you know what I mean? You'd have to have the. You have to be a, a certain fit. type of person. To hold these conversations. It would be quite extroverted. And it would be tough work. Yeah, and not catch feelings. That's I think that would be the hardest thing, wouldn't it? You become romantically involved. Next thing you know, you're in love, but you Your go beeper down a rabbit off. hole. Yeah, and you've got to go back
3: to work. Oh. But a
2: lot of them, um, he said hardly any of the, the ladies were married. Just single business. Yeah, women. didn't have time for a relationship. And, and that- just wanted to go out for dinner. I feel that's why the apps have uh just exploded. People just looking for partners. Can't be Yeah, they they're working mm. working long hours, late hours because we're working all ti- all all times now. And people just can't be bothered going out and trying to talk to someone. They can You know just like the poly, you know the pollies. So the brothels. Um is there brothels where it's just all men and like for women, reverse? Yeah, do we know any do we know any of, Has anyone got any? Oh, I haven't O45, come across seven, one. 8457 736 seven, Is there any out there? I'd like to know. I'm going to call them up. They'd have to be. Both heterosexual and homosexual, you'd assume. Well, yes. I, yeah. I, I Yes, I understand that. But I'm just wondering the ones that sometimes you read in the back of the paper just after the sport. Uh, in between the sport and the uh, and the formal
1: <laughs> <Got> it's <laughs> a pretty smart placement, really,
2: isn't it? <laughs> oh, I remember that on the. I used to get the train home when I was an apprentice, and you could just tell the blokes just licking. You know, you're having the paper like that, and you just get off at town hall, and you just have a quick peek over the shoulder. Yep, straighten the personal comments. <laughs> Discerning gentleman only, <laughs> secret entrance, all oh, that sort of jazz. Oh, very good. <laughs> Welcome back to the best of the
1: run home with Joel and Fletch, the Christmas edition. And uh, I tell you what, Brian, we always open the show saying the listeners make our show, and one of our listeners in particular, our other listeners, absolutely froth. On well, this
2: it. was the first year we've been on air for two years, but it was the first year we got a phone call from a gentleman called Hector from Bombardier. Yes, oh. and he r- rang three or four times, but the best one—I oh, think the best one he's ever done—was the Doctor Zeus. Oh, yes, get a load of this.
1: The great Hector is on the line. I can't believe this from Bombadary
2: G'day, Hector.
0: Good afternoon, boys. <laughs> Hello, Hector. Sorry, I'm late. I love this theme, Fletch. And how good is that Godfather theme music? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it gives me chills every time. I must. I think I've watched that movie a hundred times. Anyway, uh, to my nomination.
3: Yep. Oh, yeah.
0: How about Whitey Bulger? He was a kingpin in the Boston Winter Hill Gang. Remember him?
3: No, I do he was tell a, that. Uh,
0: terribly nasty. He was a t- nasty, nasty man. He was played by our boy, dear Johnny Depp in Black Matt.
3: Oh. Okay. Uh, anyway,
0: I think he'd be a great contribution to the team. Maybe he could play wing. He's very elusive. He's so elusive, in fact, that he disappeared for a number of years. A bit <laughs> like um, Anthony Milford in the end <laughs> sorry
3: boys in the end
0: he was uh, beaten to death in a jail cell at the age of 83 a ripe old age for a mobster though so you know that's a good inning that's and uh, coincidentally that was my nickname back in high school Bulger I won't go into that
3: because <laughs> oh, of the because um, of your back issue
0: next, <laughs> the, the back <laughs> issue you had of oh, yeah. uh, t- shocking back my next nomination is uh, Luca Brasi now he's a bit of a Block a Roach doppelganger, big strong fella who did some work for Don Corleone in the greatest film of all time, The Godfather.
3: Yeah. Anyway,
0: spoiler alert: Luca Brasi ends up getting murdered by the Corleone's rivals. You probably know the famous line from the film: "Luca Brasi sleeps with the fishes." Maybe that's why he lost his job at the pet shop. Um, anyway, I
3: think
0: he'd make it a great front rower. Very aggressive, good in the sink, as I said, just like Blocker Roach. And um, finally, this one's a bit weird. I'd like to nominate a little-known mafioso called Antonio Columbo. Now, he was the father of the very well-known Joe Columbo. And a little bit of trivia, it was Joe Columbo that threatened the makers of The Godfather with retaliation if they used the word mafia in the movie. That's why it doesn't appear in the film. But anyway, Antonio Columbo was frequently laying down on top of another mafioso's wife. Um, which is, it's not a good thing. It's more of an AFL thing, I suppose. <laughs> but as a result, he was murdered and his meat and two veg were severed and stuffed oh. in his mouth. Oh. Ghastly stuff. But that said, I think he'd be a very safe fullback. In defence, he could just gobble those loose balls all day. <laughs> um, but, but finally, I'd just like to say, rest in peace, Baby Ray Liotta, honestly, mob movies won't ever be the same. He's one of the best to do it. And also, thank you, Rabs Warren. Definitely the best to do it. That's not a try. That's a miracle. (laughs) Thank you for taking my call.
1: Hector, come in loud and clear. Where were you last week? Yes.
0: Boys, I'm so sorry. I, I have to apologise for, you know, my no-show last week was, you know, not good. I was at work. My boss is a complete corpulent ninny hammer, which is fancy talk, a fat idiot. So um, I'm sorry about that. But I'm sorry, you might be listening too. So if you are listening, I'm sorry, um, fat idiot. But, um, I, I really do feel guilty for not calling in. It won't happen again. Sorry. No, that's fine. All
2: right. So you know the theme well, of was today.
0: because it was a team of people who were absolute punishers and I was going to nominate that flog of them Massive variety, Peter Fitzsimons, but <laughs> probably best I didn't call in. He was going to cop it.
2: Yeah, he made the team just quietly. Uh, so this this oh, week, uh, Hector. If you don't already know, it's one namers. So famous people, celebrities, mononymous. Uh, who? Yes, I'm mononymous. Off you go. Over to you, sir.
0: Yes. Well, I'll nominate that sweet, brave son of Troy, the original Hector, to whom I owe my stunning name. As I mentioned before he was not only the greatest Trojan warrior, but he was also played by Eric Banner, which is not bad. And in Troy, he was stabbed by Achilles, played by Brad Pitt, which is a pretty good outcome if you ask me. Now, Hector could play anywhere, I think. He could play anywhere. He could do anything. So I'd suggest a combination, probably half-back captain, coach and media manager, I think, for old Hector. Okay. Has, has anyone um, nominated Kamal?
2: Ah, uh, come up. Yes, he he has he has featured heavily. I think I say he
0: nominated. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Okay, I'll leave that one. Um, how about Beyonce? All the ladies want to be Beyonce, and all the fellas want to be on Beyonce. Yes. I mean, she's a promoted dream. Mm-hmm. She okay. has excellent footwork, great speed of the leg variety, and she knows how to produce a big hit. So you know, second row for mine. <laughs> And do you boys remember Beck, B-E-C-K? Yes. He had that one-hit song, Loser, remember that? Yep. I'm a loser, baby, so why don't you kill me? <laughs> now, I don't think he takes the defeats very well. He, he doesn't like a lot. Um, but from all accounts, he is a bit up and down too old, Beck. He gets distracted. You know, you never know which Beck will turn up. Some days he could play full Beck, other days just half Beck. Um, I sound like Kiwi,
3: Beck,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very Now, my good. next number. <laughs> My next nomination is Shur. Now I'm a big fan of Shur and I don't want to bescumber her name at all, but in all honesty I think we can agree that she's lost the sweet boy she once had. And she looks like a wooden spoon now. Although I heard that the plastic is starting to crack and some sizable portions are falling off. She's like the ancient Sphinx. Bits of her face are just crumbling. I hear it's so bad that her gynecologist has taken to wearing a hard hat. But um, I think it's time. Um <laughs>
3: Sorry, boys. Look, I think it's time for
0: old Madam Tupperware to find a new hobby. Oh. And if it's not storing leftover lasagna, why not rugby league? Now, if she can't make the bench, she'd make a pretty good corner post. <laughs> and finally, my last nomination. Oh, I'm losing it the How hand. about the proponent?
3: <laughs> finally,
0: my last nomination. How about the proponent of the thug life, the modern Machiavelli, the poet prince, the street preacher of the ghetto gospel, the one, the only Tupac? Oh,
3: oh. yeah. yeah. Good. Now, I think
0: Tupac, we could pop him in the centres. He sort of fits the mould of that Steve Maddye or Justin Hodges, you know, a hard-hitting lippy enforcer on the edge. And if you know anything about the great man, you know, he isn't shy of talking a bit of smack, as they say on the street. He even had a hit song called Hit 'Em Up, I can't remember if it was about making uh, runs or if it was a song about sleeping with Biggie Small's wife. Anyway, it's a good song on Spotify. It's a real toe-tapper, possibly the greatest opening line to a song ever. So maybe you could um, end the show with that one for Brett Phillips. Um, and on a side note, Tupac was once the sweetheart of Jada Pinkett Smith, Will Smith's wife. Boy, hasn't she gone from hard man to hard on, from thug life to fresh prince? What a shit. It's like dating Spud Caller and marrying Callan Ponger. But I'm um, look. <laughs> As far as Puck goes, I'll leave it up to you. If he has a controversial past, I'll admit it. Put him in, or leave him out. I think he could play both centre spots. But you know what? At the end of the day, I couldn't give two Pucks. Thank you for taking <laughs> my call. Thanks, Hector.
3: Oh, good to
0: have you back, here, guys. Ah, oh, very good. Uh, oh. yes.
1: Hector from Bombardier. Echo.
0: Good afternoon, boys.
1: Oh, good, good afternoon, afternoon, Hector.
0: Now, my nanny Ethel was a bit mortified with my appearance last week, so I <laughs> made like Fletcher's horse, Conrad, and I've cleaned up. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs>
3: no, you were, you, you, were <laughs> you were
0: fine.
2: You uh, were fine. You were fine. Joel's the moral compass here, but a little bit nervous. So, you're talking to me today? <laughs> we had to be hutchy up there. I was a bit nervous. Yeah, all good. All good. Mm. Okay.
0: Well, um, on to my nominations. Now, Rob from Blacktown pinched a couple of mine, so I'd like to formally change my position yesterday from Aubergine to Golf Club, please.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If if you could uh, maybe amend your
0: record, maybe you can get onto that. Amended. But um, as far as my nominations go, what about the legendary blues singer and guitarist B.B. King? Are you familiar? Yes, like it. Yes, well, B.B. served his apprenticeship in B.B. grade. He might be be a bit old. He might be be a bit slow, <laughs> but he might also just be be the leader we need in the team. <laughs> if plan A's a flop. He can provide a plan BB. He's got a bit of size on him, so he'd run straight over the BB defender. So, um, yeah, okay. I think BB could BB five eight pulling the strings from the half.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good start.
0: Thank you. Um, now I've got a wing center pairing for you. How about Bo and Luke Duke? The Duke that has it. Yeah. Very quick. Hard to catch. Um, I've left Daisy Duke out because she prefers to wear the shorts of the AFL variety. Um, but the problem is, given the political controversy in Georgia, sort of around the Confederate flag and the General Lee and all that sort of stuff, um, I think we'd better pop the boys on the right wing.
3: <laughs> uh, awesome. Um, awesome. Now, what about the
0: great horror and thriller author Stephen King? Now, even for those listeners who aren't avid readers, you know Stephen's work from such films as The Shining, uh, Misery, The Shawshank Redemption, The Green Mile. He's a creepy, creepy guy.
3: Yeah. And I'm not
0: sure exactly where to fit him, but for me, he has his name all over the spine. <laughs> Did
3: you get that one? Yes. Yes, there's, there's, yes, good. I wasn't
0: sure about that one. No, that was uh, good. Um, thank you. Appreciate that. Um, now, I'm not a big fan of this last fellow, and I'm talking about the Fresh Prince, Will Smith. mm now in my opinion, he doesn't deserve the moniker of Prince. There's nothing regal or royal about the man. The closest thing he's been to a crowning was his birth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is Wacky Team Wednesday, so we introduce this man, normally from Bombardier today via Wagga, the great Hector.
0: Good afternoon, boys.
2: <laughs> Hectors. He Good afternoon. Now what are you doing in Wagga?
0: I'm going camping.
2: Oh, okay. Fair enough.
0: Who is? Yes, I'm out west in the city so nice they named it twice, Wagga Wagga.
1: <laughs> oh, the home of many crows. Yes. Uh, yes, Hector. What else is Absolutely.
0: happening? No, we're just going out to get some Murray crayfish, actually, out on the river. I'm going fishing. I can't wait.
2: Oh, Okay. All right, we'll bring your. Uh, yes, make sure you've got supposed your. Supposed to
0: be delicious. I'll bring you one back. I'll drop one off on my way back home. Perfect. Um, but they're, they're supposed to be absolutely delicious. They're the most delicious crustacean on the planet, allegedly. Okay. Apparently, they're better than crabs, and I've had those a few times. Okay. <laughs> allegedly.
2: Who have you, who's your uh, nomination? Anyway, sorry,
0: was, um, shall I? I've got three. If that's all right. A couple have already been mentioned. I was a bit slow, but um, anyway, I like this theme. And there's a bit of a history with rugby league players becoming doctors. Nathan Gibbs, um, George Poponus, and I believe John is still studying his proctology course. <laughs> he, he keeps failing, That's, yes. Is far off. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Now, I know you've already done um, Dr. Pimple Popper. Never mm. there was a doctor with the guts to stomach rugby league. It's Dr. Sandra Lee, the popper of pimple. Mm. She has to be our probing number nine. Now, she deals with all manner of foul-smelling rankness. I'm talking boils, pimples, fists of the sebaceous variety, pus, pustules, <laughs> warts, corns, moles, and suspects freckles. Now, she's absolutely surrounded by grubbiness on a day-to-day basis. So that probably qualifies her for the Queensland Origin Team, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very now, what good. about um, Dr Hannibal Lecter? Yes. Now, I, I know like what that. you're thinking. He's not a particularly nice gentleman. In fact, he's a cannibal. But there's something I really <laughs> like about him. And um, Hannibal Lecter is a real Hector Erector. I'll leave it at that. (laughs) Now, if we were to play, if we had him in the team, he'd be the biggest fighter in our game since Kevin Proctor. Um, And that's not really tolerated in our game. Just ask uh, Katoni Staggs as well. He didn't even take a bite of that toe. He was just sucking it. Um, Did you see that video? Uh, Yes, um, uh,
2: apparently I did. uh, I did. I got that one. Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. My only concern about the doctor would be um, that he's never actually played as part of a team because his mother always taught him not to play with his food. I'm just wondering if maybe um, we could fit him in the centres and he could have a little sniff and nibble on the edges.
2: <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'm going to put him in the centres. Uh, it's an evil-looking three-quarter line. I've got Dr. Hannibal Lecter and, dark, and Dr. Yeah. Chris uh, Dunst. You know Dr. Um, Dr. Dunst? He was Dr. Death.
0: I do. Yeah. Oh, creepy. Now, I've got uh, my, my final nomination. This one is a little bit off. I've, it was mentioned just before. Um, I'd like to nominate Dr. Seuss. Now, I'm not sure if he's eligible because he actually played quite a bit of rugby league in his early years. Dr. Zeus, And um, I actually found an excerpt from his autobiography. <laughs> can I read it? <laughs> yes, course Dr. Zeus. Yes. Hold on, let me just find the page. Here's an excerpt <laughs> about his rugby league career. Oh, here it is. I do not like a cold bench spot. I do not like the hooking slot. Not starting props, not on the wing not second row. Now, here's the thing. Halfback, halfback, that's for me. First receiver, two I'll be. I like to grubber, I like to punt, and in defence, I'll fold some.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't make out that last bit. Anyway, boys, have a lovely
0: weekend. I'm going camping, I'm going fishing. Thank you for taking my
3: call. Oh, oh, here
1: it goes. There Oh, <laughs> goes. Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch, and that wraps us up for the year. Hope you've enjoyed the Christmas special, but we want to say a special special. Shout it to you, the listener, mm. and I joke about it. Well, I don't joke about it. I no. mean it. You make the show because you do absolutely make it. Um, so thanks for being a major part of our show throughout 2022, Brian.
2: Yes, yeah, so I hope you're enjoying Christmas Day, and I uh, reiterate those comments. Thank you very much for anyone who's texted or called or abused us. We we, we <laughs> like those texts as well. But we are going to have January off, but the Professor and Barney will be looking after the run home The Boxing Day test starts tomorrow live from the MCG. And Sugar, when are we back?
1: We are back, Brian. Monday the 30th. But that week we'll be doing breakfast for Vossie and Brandy. And then the following week we are back to normal programming programming. The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Have a great Christmas day, guys.